morning and welcome to today's talk home of the free what for you today uh, we will continue on our lesson learning from Moses today August the 25th 2020 welcome and I hope you will be blessed by this word this morning God bless you and thank you for joining hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank God for today. Today is Tuesday. And we thank God for bringing us here. All right. Um, we'll be going to a topic this morning that says take 100%, take 100% responsibility. And this is the part two of what we started yesterday. Yesterday, topic that talks about who am I? You know, learning from the story of Moses. Learning from the story of Moses, who am I? I know we might be hearing some sound in the background. Just, uh, I have to change my location. All right. So, and uh, we talked about how Moses knew that even though he was in the land of Egypt, but he knew that his assignment is different from what he was doing. Mm. And at the point, his mind couldn't be at rest because every time God gives a vision, the vision is always greater than the individual. And it takes God to bring it to pass. So, it brings about restlessness. Mm. Mm. You will know that there is just something. Mm. At a point, you might not be able to place your hands on it, but mm. the direction and everything will be right there in front of you. Mm. And with the help of God, you begin to figure it out. Mm. And we talk about the first thing is, we talk about um, four, four issues that we must come to grip with in order to succeed in life. One of it, which was today yesterday, was you must know who you are. Yes. The other thing we may, because life is not about chances. Mm. Even though some might say that, but it's about, you know, you've got to be deliberate about it. Mm. It's not maybe or maybe not. Today, we're going to take 100% responsibility when we'll be talking about why we'll be talking about the second uh, thing that we need to learn from the story of Moses and that is you must take responsibility for your life taking responsibility for your life that is I haven't known I haven't um, got it to a place of knowing who you are then the next is taking responsibility for your life. Mm. Now we'll be reading from uh, the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 25. Hebrews 11, 25. Might start from 24. Hebrews 11. I'm pulling it up here. All right. Okay. 24 says, by faith, Moses when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter because he preferred to endure the hardship of the people of God rather than to enjoy passing pleasures of sin. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God. Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter he chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures, pleasures of sin. That's verse 24 and 25. First, Moses refused to be anyone but himself. Next, he chose to go God's way. The principle here is that you can always replace a negative with a positive. Now, 
the other part of it says you don't just stop doing something you start doing something else so which means when you have a particular attitude the way to change it is to be doing opposite of what you're doing or probably doing the right thing instead of doing the wrong thing which means for example you probably you are the type that you know you just like your comfort comfort zone and you know that this is not where you're meant to be you are bigger than this you are more than this there's more about you than this now how do you go from that point of where you are to where you want to be some call it on learning and relearning some call it changing your attitude towards things so you discover that you begin to deal with something that is directly headed to where you want to be because when your action changes then your state will change because your action changes your state so if you are at the particular level but you want to be at another level where your action changes that reflects where you are going then you're already on your way that's where your state changed but when your action don't change or hasn't changed then there's every possibility that your state will remain the same so that's what they're trying to tell us here that you start doing something else Something else that will lead you to where you're going now. We look at the life of most things. It's like when you're going to when you, when you, when you, know, when you, you have an assignment at the White House, there are protocols. You can't just go there and just knock that door. I'm here. You know? So he knew all those protocols. But he knew that there is more to him than that. Mm. So he started doing things differently for him to get to where he needs to be. The Christian life isn't a matter of negative rules and regulations. It's a matter of relationships with God, with other people, and with yourself. So these are three-way things. Three-way thing, relationship with God, relationship with others, and relationship with yourself. Moses made his decision when he had grown up. It's a mark of maturity when you can settle the issues of personal responsibility. Now, this takes another direction to maturity. So, a matured mind is the one that is expected to take responsibility or that have I mean, that respect, uh, the, the, the expectation is placed upon to know that this, I mean, to know that there is something more than what I am doing. To know that there is more to life than just myself. Because if it's just I, me, and myself, is his thinking, he wouldn't need to make that move. There will be no need for him to decide, oh, okay, let me go and defend one of us, or let me go and do this. No, you will just look at it and let me mind my business. I don't want trouble. But because 
he got to a point of maturity in his life. And at that point, he knew that, no, there is more to my life than this. Now, we can look at that as spiritual maturity. Knowing that there is just more to what or where I am, to who I am, it gives you this sense of responsibility. When Moses was a baby, it was okay to postpone the decision about who he was. But when he became an adult, he had to make a choice, assume responsibility for his own life, and move ahead. There's a part of the scripture that talks about when I was a child. I think like a child. But when I became an adult, I put all childishness away. And the reason is because there is always a time, there's always a time when people need to point where we begin to display that maturity aspect of our lives. Because that time will come, particularly for those who keep growing. Because he has, gone, he has got to that point in his life that he needs to move to that next level. So the time when, you know, I, I remember someone was talking yesterday about, you know, I think it was Pastor Messi or someone talking about, you know, people drinking milk and they, they, they haven't even gotten to a point, or pastor, so haven't gotten to a point where they'll be eating, you know, um, meat, not to talk of brown. So it means that there's stages in life that God expects us to go through, levels in life. So if you discover that last year you're drinking milk, and what that means is spiritually, your growth last year is still the same as this year, or your growth last five years is the same as this year, and it hasn't changed, you need to begin to look at yourself, and you need to begin to pray for God to increase you, to begin to do things that will grow you spiritually because God expects us to grow. God expects us to move from where we used to be to where he needs us to be. And without spiritual growth, we cannot get there. We cannot. So the expectation of God for us is to grow from where we used to be to where he's taking us to. So the life of Moses here as an example, when he was a baby, there was no much expectation. But when he became matured, then that responsibility come just naturally. Because at that point, he needs to make the next step for his life. It's always easy to blame others. I do go God's way if my boyfriend or girlfriend, mother or father, husband or wife would do it too. That is, you are putting your growth you are giving your growth a condition that if somebody do this, then you will do this. If somebody do that, I will do this. No. It's a personal decision. It's a decision that you make, irrespective of what others are doing. I was listening to a program that was on YouTube days ago, and they were talking about, so someone asked a question. Is a free platform that you send messages, send questions and all that. And someone asks, like, oh, I'm a Christian. When I'm alone, I, I read my Bible. You know, I think things the way I should be thinking about them, you know, and all that. But when I hang out with my friends, I discover that I couldn't do it. I just immediately switch to their lifestyle. And I know that what they're doing is not right. But I want to be part of, you know, the elite. I want to be part of, you know, those people. I want to be part of what is going on in town and everything. And the person said, so she, she now said, I began to ask myself, am I living a double life? And the response was profound too. Like, honestly, you need to translate your inner personality into your outer personality. What you do in, indoor, those spiritual things you do indoor, those things that are meant to change you, 
they are supposed to change you inside out. So it's not just you being alone. It shouldn't stay there. It should reflect in other parts of your life. So that way you grow. Those people, you know, he now told the story of himself about what happened in school when he gave his life to Christ. And some people, they will write some nice things about teachers. They will fold it in the paper and they'll be sending it to each other, passing it. They will look at it and read and, and laugh and roll it back and give it to another student. They will open it and laugh and roll it and give it to another student. And he said they knew that if that paper should get to his desk, that he wouldn't even read it, he would just hear it because he knew what they were already doing. And that when people like that now have issues, things going on in their life, they appreciate you from afar. They appreciate what you are doing, the courage for even doing it, but they won't tell you. But when they have issues, you are the first person that comes to their mind to come and talk to you. What does that mean? It means that they have allowed what the spirit, their spiritual life to affect their outer part. Mm -hmm. So it's not just within alone, but it's beginning to affect their outer part and people beginning to know that this one, even though it's our friend, but it's not one of us. Mm -hmm. Because now you are a positive influence in their life. The day they need to change or God meets with them, you will be the first to talk to. That is what I've been feeling. I think God is calling me. So you must be an agent of change. And that's exactly what Moses was. So your change or your conversion shouldn't depend on your parent, your spouse, your girlfriend or your boyfriend. It should be a decision that you intentionally made. It's like when you tell someone on your wedding day, I love you. That word you spoke it's not just emotional. Because if it's emotional, it will, it will clear your face one day. Because some situation and circumstances of life that will make you to want to say, I'm walking away. But because of what we have said, is a decision, not just an emotion. Then you discover that it helps you to keep going when the road is rough. So. The last part of it, and I think I miss. All right. Have the people who are telling you it can be done. Am I reading the right one? I don't think so. All right. So you can't choose all the circumstances that come into your life, but you can choose whether those things will make you a better person or a better person. Ultimately, no one can ruin your life except you. The devil can't, but he doesn't have enough power. Because, and God won't because he loves you. So choose to go God's way. Mm. And what this part is basically saying is you have the power. It's in you, it's in me. So is it choice to be a better person or a bitter person? Someone that will be a positive influence to other people or because of what you have been through, you become an embittered person. And everyone that comes your way, you look at them with the eyes of bitterness. Mm. And the fact is, every human being has been through one thing or the other in life. Mm. So it's not a choice for that thing to either make you or to break you. Which one would you choose? Mm. Being a broken individual, then everyone that comes to, you, to your life, even if their lives are together, because they are in your life, is it that they run away or their life become broken? Or do you want to be a good influence to others? Moses went through his own. At a point, he killed someone, he ran away. But that didn't stop him. That didn't make him call it quit when God called him and revealed himself to him. 
and told him exactly what he needed to do. That this is why I brought you here. So taking responsibility, 100% responsibility according to the topic of today. God expects us to. Because when we do that, then we are on our way to where God wants to take us. May the Lord bless his word in Jesus' name. The floor is open and please let's have uh, our contributions. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm sure some people are going to contribute, but I will break the ice this morning. Um, continue on. Uh, yesterday, we, we talked extensively about what, uh, what who, are, who we are. And um, the first part was uh, that's the first part of this first series. Uh, but I pray that God will reveal us to us, that we will not be hiding who we are. Because um, what we carry is bigger than anything else. But like my brother just said, it, it is better for us to get, get with God and let God make us better instead of getting with people and creating bitterness through them. Uh, but I pray that God will help us because responsibility lies at our feet. Uh, Nobody is going to force us to do. Nobody can force you to do anything except if it's in your mind except for the job that we are doing that they will give us. And if the job that we are asked to do is going to contradict things that we believe sometimes, we, we have a question, but it's just important that we make a decision that is governed by the word of God and that is governing by the, by, by, by the purpose in which we're, what, what our future lies on. And I pray that God will help us to do that. Moses made that decision um it didn't it didn't you know even before 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 moses decided to say yes i'm not going to do this he did all of this thing by faith he did all of those things by faith because for once he grew up in a very very rich home that he doesn't need to worry about anything he doesn't have to do anything but he did everything because if you read it from verse 24 say by faith when it became aged he refused to be called a son of this world, and he chose to be called a child of the Most High. But when he made that choice, guess what follows? He had to go into 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 humble stage of his life, from up down to the bottom pit. That he has to go into the wood, go into hiding going to places where it, take, it took responsibility to his action to say, this way, even though it's rough, that is the right way that I am going to choose. Even though the road that I'm living, it looks comfortable to the flesh, I'm not taking that because that's not for me. So the decision is there for us. Sometimes we look at things and say, okay, this is too tough, this is too hard for me. Um, I don't think I, I'm, I'm equipped for it. But if we do it by faith and according to the word, according to the guidance of the word of God, when we don't know ourselves, we will not be able to take the right action. But if we know who we are, to take the right action, Brother Sam said it, that you may not know how to go it, but if you put it in the hand of God, God will give you a way to get it done. That's one thing about him. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never allow you to be thrown into the gutter. He will enrich you through his power by faith. Most of us, we don't exercise faith. When a little trouble comes, we think that we are, we are already um, failed. But um, I remind you again, everywhere that your name is written in the failure book in life, God has restored them and have taken them out of the failure book. That from now, your faith in God will produce results that will be positive in your life. That the world will see that the God that you serve is a living God in the mighty name of Jesus. Don't want to take any more of our time this morning. Yeah, more people can contribute this morning because responsibility lies at our feet. And we need that courage to take that responsibility. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will empower us to take that step. 
and go the right way in the name of Jesus. Uh, more contribution this morning, please. Amen. Thank you, sir. By faith, that is, there are things that we believe we have no capacity of doing. But through prayer and having faith in God, anything is possible. Thank you, thank you sir. Uh, more contributions, please. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. I, I want to take this on a, another angle. It says, learning from Moses. I want to take it on uh, the background of Moses. The first, that first foundation. See, the, the Bible says, when he was a baby, Moses was taken care of by his own mother. So that first foundation, the mother introduced Moses to God. That first foundation, he was a Hebrew. The mother, you know, we women, when we are taking care of our babies, mm-hmm. when we are bathing them, mm-hmm. we talk to them, mm-hmm. we laugh with them, mm-hmm. we pronounce blessings on them. Before you know, you see the baby smiling. Mm. So the mother, who at that early stage had been teaching him that you are not an Egyptian. Mm. You are from Hebrew, God's Mm. children. Mm. So from that first foundation, Mm. Moses knew that he was a different person. He wasn't an Egyptian. He wasn't from the palace. Mm. So that first foundation matters a lot. Yeah. The mother introduced him and you know, did not change his identity, told him who yeah. he was. You know, that is very, very important. Yeah. So as we, uh, as we parents, we used to do, for example, if, you, if your child is going somewhere or is going to school, back to school or traveling out of the country, we will always tell them, know who you are. Know where you come from. Yeah. The background. What I have taught you is what you are going to use outside there. Do not put uh, our name, you know, do not put us to shame. Mm. You know, all those things. So the mother yeah. might, might have taught him. And I know, I believe that his name was not, the, the parents did not give him that name, Moses. <laughs> yes. There must have been that their native name that he has given him. And he grew up with that. For example, like my name, if I mention, my name is Imadon, you will know where I come from. I don't have to change it to English name. You know where I come from. So the, he was, and if you read the book of Exodus chapter two, verse 10, that verse 10 says, when the child grew older, she brought him, that is the mother brought him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son and she named him Moses. That is, he was, he was trained under his parents till he grew older before he was brought to the palace. And at that time, he learned the, the art in that palace. And until he became so mature enough that he made his own decision, mm. that where I am, I don't belong here. Those are my people. I have mm. to defend my people. Mm. So at that stage, he was mature enough to make his own decision. Mm. My own uh, contribution, my question, or my you know, advice is for us, the parents. Do not change your child's identity. We have mm. to let them know where they come from. We yeah. have to introduce the word of God to them. Yeah. We have to let them know where they come from. We always tell them, you have to know who you are, where you come from. You are God. We have introduced this God to them. Let us back them up. Mm. Amen. Don't Amen. change their child's identity. Some, some of our people, especially uh, Africans, when they bring their children here or when they were born here, they are born here, they will change their identity. They don't even want them to speak their language or associate with anybody that comes from that area. Mm. So we have introduced God to them. My parents introduced me and all of, uh, of my siblings to God. Mm. Especially we ladies. We have children. We have grandchildren. We have to continue like that. Amen. So don't change your child's identity. Moses' mother did not change his identity. That's why Moses Moses, uh, stood his ground. He knew where he came from. Mm. He taught that child from birth. We know, we mothers, we know. When your child is sucking breast, we talk to them. Mm. 
we bless them. We tell them, this, this is who you are. You are a child of God. You are a blessed child. You know, we start singing songs. We praise the, the name of the Lord. And before you know it, they know how to do it. They will never depart from it. Praise the Lord. Amen. Awful. That's my contribution. I will take it from the last statement. They will never depart from it. The book of Proverbs 22, verse 6 says, Train up a child the way he should go. And when he's grown, he will not depart from it. That is fantastic. Amen. Nothing to add, nothing to take away. Mm. It's still open. Mm. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, we, we miss you, Brasan. We, we miss you yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I connected late. I was in Denver at that time. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I want to really thank God for what our sister has said. It, it is so minister to me you know that you know we have to speak over our children let them know who they are you know we keep talking to them draw their attention you know we'll, we'll tell them do you know who you are you belong to god that, that is very very instructive god bless you sister i'm so blessed with, with what you have contributed uh, I want to I want to take it from the little contribution I want to make from um, the point where uh, Brother Sam was talking about. Uh, he made reference to when you the day you marry and you, you you tell your wife you love him or your spouse you love him or her. I, 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 when she, when he said that I said yes because you know when we we say we love God from my experience. God, every relationship is always tested, you know? So even outside, if, if even uh, your relationship with, uh, apart from uh, couples, you know, and just maybe acquaintance, you have uh, somebody that is your friend or a sister, a brother, your friend, I discovered that it's all, God always tests it. That relationship is always tested. In one way or the other. So, so we, uh, our relationship with God, when we tell God, God, I love you. I will do anything. I can go, especially when we just gave our life to God. Then you know, the, the fervency, you know, the love, you know. It's, it was like wine, you know. It's like somebody is drunk, you know. And that's why God will always make reference to your first love. You know, so all those ways we bring before the Lord. As time goes on, they are tested. Mm. They are tested. So, whatever we do, whatever we say, when we say, God, I love you, I did it, God will try you, whether you really, really love him. Mm. So, you, we see that this thing, like, I want to, I, let me just read the one place in the Second Timothy, I'll be very brief. Second Timothy 2, um, verse 11 says, it is a faithful saying that if we be dead, with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we believe not, yet he abided faithful, he cannot deny himself. So, it is clear in the Bible. It is clear in the word of God. Even the revelation, when he said, he that overcome it, he that overcome it, you know, so there is a path that God wants us to take. Like Brassam was talking about that aspect of meat, strong meat, you know, meat to meat to meat to strong meat to bone, you know. So there, are, there is a path that you as a believer, if you really want to have a place in the kingdom to sit with Christ, to reign with him, there is a path that you will have to deliberately take. Because the action of Moses was deliberate. He deliberately took that part, not minding what he was going to suffer. He knew it was going to be a, a difficult terrain for him, but he just decided to go that way. Because the Bible says he already is seen with the eyes of faith. He chose to suffer because he knew, like the Bible said, that those are our forefathers they had opportunity to go back from where they were coming from, 
but they look for a city whose builder and maker was God. They had, with the eye of faith, they saw. So just like, like what pastor was saying, just now faith, that Moses had that faith. We must have that faith. We must believe God. We must give ourselves to what God is saying. There is no short cut way where how they put it. There is no easy way to it. The, we have to, uh, uh, the Bible says the, the one road is broad. Another one is narrow and straight. The road to life is very narrow. The road for us to be able to sit with Christ and reign with him and make it to heaven is narrow, it's not broad. So it is a choice that we will have to deliberately make by faith, trusting in his strength and help to make it. Knowing who we are, what is his suffering? In the time of Moses, okay, they, they were subjected to slavery. They were humanized, dehumanized. So to Moses, where well, that time it was physical, physical suffering, hardship, and all the rest. But in our time, what is the suffering? This suffering has to do with consecration. Because I know who I am. I cannot go to certain places because of who I am, because of God's glory upon our life. Because of who we are, our conversation must be such that we minister grace. Because of who we are, there are things I cannot watch. There are things I just cannot give myself to. Because of who we are, there are some sweet wine that does not necessarily mean that you are committing sin. But I cannot drink it because of who I am, because of who you are. What is the suffering? This suffering is not that we have no food on our table to eat. This suffering is not that we have to be sick. No. This suffering is just a separation. Separate <laughs> yourself from the world. Separate yourself from anything that will bring defilement to you. Separation. That is just all. Oh, that is the suffering. Self-denial. That is the suffering. That I have to take out time to fast and wait upon the Lord, to, to, to wait upon my ministry. That is the suffering. There's really no, it's not about somebody coming to beat you. You know, but I know that as we begin to work with God, I know that a time comes. You know, does it not surprise you that uh, I have asked myself that question? I said, with all that Paul did, with all the revelations, and all the labor, he could still be beheaded. But I have come to, I'm, 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 I have not arrived there. But I'm still asking God to help me that when he even comes to that point of death, I will not deny him. I keep praying hey, that prayer every day, Lord, help me not to deny you whatever the circumstance, whatever the situation. Because a, the glory that God is showing us we don't, we don't, we don't, we have not fully seen it, but we just have a glimpse of it. We know that it is nothing to be compared with it. We just have that perception, even though we have not fully seen it, it has not been fully afforded to us. So what is the suffering? The suffering is for us to deny the world. The suffering is for us to defend the truth. The suffering is for us to identify with one another, deny ourselves. Even if you, it means to you, you have to let go to help that sister, to help that brother. The suffering is for us to humble ourselves. Humility. Even when you know somebody has said something about you, humble yourself. Because Jesus is the one we are accountable to. That is the suffering. That is the suffering, brethren. May the Lord help us to really consecrate ourselves. If you read Psalm 50, verse 5, he said, Gather unto me my saints that have made sacrifice with me, that have made covenant with me by sacrifice. It's a life of sacrifice. It's a life of the road is very narrow. Sometimes we cry. Amen. Sometimes we cry. How am I going to pass through this? Eh? That's why the revelation, the Bible said John was asked to eat. Uh, was it in John Abed uh, Ezekiel? When he also eat the food, uh, the book, it was very sweet in his mouth. 
when he gets to his belly, became bitter. Hallelujah. It's not a good experience. <laughs> it's not. It's not. So, if anybody thinks that it is uh, butter my bread as sugar my tea, let me tell you, it is not true. There's nothing like butter my bread and, uh, and uh, sugar my tea. Uh, it's not, it's not. Jesus has already shown us the pattern. The Bible says he humbled himself unto death. He denied himself. He suffered by the thing he allowed because of the glory that was before him. That is the same glory. Hallelujah. That we are going to inherit. But before we inherit that glory, this our humanity must die. Our humanity must be sacrificed. Before we can put on glory, if you read First Corinthians 15, the, the, this our corruptible body must put on a corruptible body. Eh? This our mortal body must put on immortality. How are all these things going to be? The Bible says flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. That is the suffering, brethren. We deliberately giving ourselves to God, know who we are. Know the glory that is held out for us. That this head will pass away. Everything will pass away. The glory, the beauty is already fading out. The power, all the world power, they have already seen their emptiness. Everything will pass away. What is that thing that will not pass away? Is God's glory. In your life and in my life, you have to pay the sacrifice. God has already made a way for us. But the, you must consecrate yourself. No way to, no that way to it. If you read Malachi chapter 3, you will see what God is saying there. You must be refined with refiner fire, with fuller soap. Everything in you that are contrary must be consumed. Everything must be bought. No, no shortcut. Praise God. I will stop there. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 That is that is loaded. That is loaded. And thank you so much, man. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Uh, more continuing, I'm sure. I don't want to take much time. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Thank you for that, con that beautiful contribution, right from Brassam all the way to Sister Bridget and uh, Pastor Mommy Ekbo. Thank you so much. I really like those contributions because most of the time when I contribute, I always take it back home, down from the foundation from the roots, and which Mommy Ekpo has already did, but the only contribution I will put right now will be, you know, one thing I want us to know, Brassam said it earlier, but we still have to put that at the back of our mind. We all call ourselves Christian. We claim to be Christian. We claim that we are follower of Christ, but it's on the outer part of ourselves that we used, that is demonstrating that names. I think it would be better for us to, you know, go deeper, like what Moses did. Moses know that it is not Egyptian. And he made that declaration, okay? And that was the reason why what he did. I'm just going to ask this question from all of us. How many of us can do what Moses did? How many? Not necessarily going to the bush to be living in the bush, oh. How many of us can stand in God for their neighbors? How many of us can stand in God for our brothers and sisters? How many of us can leave everything that we have for Christ? Before we will start complaining that, oh, is this children? Oh, is this uh, my husband? Oh, is this my work? Is this that, that, that? How many of us can put those things aside? And stop complaining that, oh, because of my, my job, oh, because of my husband, oh, because of my children, oh, because of this, oh, because of that. And that was what Moses did. Moses did not even use anything as an excuse. He left all that pleasure. And he went and put 
away anything that could make his head to be getting big every day. He realized who he is. How many of us realize who we are? That is basically what this thing is saying. You know, we should forget about what happened in the life of Moses. We've learned so many things about what Moses have sacrificed. Today is telling us that how much can we sacrifice for Christ today? How much can we sacrifice for our brothers and sisters in the same Christian dome? That is what this thing is talking to us today. How much can we sacrifice? Paul said, the life I live, he said, I am crucified with Christ. I live no more. The life I live, I live for Christ. Who die and love me? How many of us have been meditating on this? I, am, I have been crucified with Christ since last week. And I'm asking myself that question, that Jumoke, are you actually crucified? Moses demonstrated that, that he was crucified with Christ and he left those beautiful things behind him. How many of us today can say, I am actually crucified with Christ. The life I live today is not for my husband. The life I live today is not for my children. The life I live today is not for my career, but it's for Christ. That is what this book is telling us today. That we should, you know, we, we should recheck ourselves. That I'm actually living for Christ. That tomorrow, if uh, brother so, 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 so asks me to do something for him, I will not say, ah, I'm sorry. I don't think I have that time. I have to be at work. Oh, I'm sorry. My children, I have to do this. My da, 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 da. And Christ said it. I've been using this Bible verse. He said, whoever that leaves his husband, his wife, his home, everything for me. Abba, come on. He said, you will, he, he, he said he will, he will, he, he will reward them. In hundredfold in, in, in this age and age to come. You know, those two Bible verses have been, you know, asking God that God help me to be able to stand like Moses, stand like Paul, to know that, okay, I am for you, nothing else, no excuse. I'm not going to justify anything anymore. I'm not going to be looking for excuse. I'm not going to say, oh, because of this, that anything you ask me, I am here for you. And I pray the Lord will help us because I don't want to keep on talking. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Um, uh, Pastor, can I hand it over to you, please? Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. God bless you. It is, um, this is today's uh, eye-opening. I mean, the, the, the subject is very simple. Uh, say, take responsibility. And uh, we've heard it, take responsibility. Is that going to be easy to take that responsibility? No. But by faith, if you take it for God, God will make a way. Everybody that have demonstrated, that have contributed today, have speak the mind of God. What God is looking for is just trust Him. Trust Him. Trust Him. As, as individual, as parents telling their children, let me say a very, very important thing, and I think all of us should hold on to that, because uh, our children are not our children. They're God's heritage. What we impact in their life is what's going to build their future. God has a need to use those children. That's why he sent them to this earth. If not, he will have kept them with him as an angel. So if we fail in that area to point them to make the decision that is right in life, then we have to answer to, to God. And I pray that God will give us that insight. He will give us the ability to instill God in the heart of our children in the mighty name of Jesus, taking responsibility. You know, Brassam said that what God is going to give you is bigger than you, who you are. When God gives you an assignment, it's bigger than who you are. But what are you going to do? Mommy said, are you going to make excuses? Uh, yeah, many of us are making excuses. Oh, I don't do this because of my children, because of my work, because of my health, because of one thing or the other. We make those excuses and we diminish God's ability. We don't have that faith. But those that work with God must work with faith, not by sight, not by your own ability. Because if God give it to you, trust me, he knows what you can do before he give it to you. If he think you cannot do it, they won't even bring it your way. If you bring it, if you bring it your way, you know you can do it. All he wants you to do is trust him to say, yes, I'm taking the step of faith and go. Why my sister said it all. 
Resistor Bridges said, you see, the, the challenge that we have, it's not food, it's not also, it's not money. It is not that we want to be, it is crucifying the flesh. That's our problem. We cannot let those things that places our flesh go. That's the problem. But when Moses, if we learn from Moses, everything that make the flesh rich in his life, it let them go without, without any, any question. Without any question. And when God finally showed up to him, my went into the Exodus. When God finally came to him to say, yes, it's time for you to go and set my people free. Moses said, who am I? I'm no longer Pharaoh's daughter. I'm no one that I have the access to the palace anymore. God asked him to go. Moses' first response was that, why me? Who am I to do that? Exodus chapter 3, verse 11. He said, who am I to go? I had the opportunity when I was in there, but now that I am nothing, you want to use me. Ah, when the opportunity comes in your life, you will not miss it out in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The faith for you to move forward, to do what God wants you to do, to take responsibility concerning the work that he has given unto you, God will give you grace to accept them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The time is fast spent. Go and think about those things. Learning from Moses has a lot of things to go with it. And please, as we're learning it, let's impact our children. Let's impact people that are around us. Let's impact people that we come in contact with. Because they are, our, they are God's heritage. We are just a caretaker of these people, of these children. When they grow up, they will not depart from it. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for today. Uh, let's, uh, tomorrow is another day. Please join us, invite friends that you know that can benefit out of this and that they can join us tomorrow as well. God bless you all. Uh, let us share the grace as we end this uh, tonight, uh, this morning. I pray that the Lord will strengthen each and every one of us to accept the grace of God in the name of Jesus. This is Samara. I want to say something. Uh, happy birthday to Jadine. Jadine's uh, country today. We wish him a birthday today in the name of Jesus. Let's uh, share the grace as we have ended up the fellowship today. Oh, Sister Amara, you want to see something? I see your end up. Mm, no, but thank you for the birthday wishes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. I'm the one the Lord has blessed, so shall it be in Jesus' name. Thank you all. God bless you, and may the Lord help us to carry out our responsibility in Jesus' name. God bless you all. Have a blessed day.